Half time, the first, the first sentence that I said, like, if you have fear of failure, you will not succeed. You must have the guts to fail to succeed. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this morning, the Irish Examiner's John Fallon. Morning, John. Morning, gents. How are you doing? Keeping well, keeping well. You were a busy man yesterday evening. Uh, got this scoop of the reported leaked Irish squad for the World Cup. Um, confident of your sources? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, wasn't quite leaked now. There's just a few different angles coming. You know, obviously some people were very happy and some people weren't. Mm. So just just started tacking it all together and. Um, yeah, some of them were, were quite really inevitable when you think about it, really, in terms of injury and where we are, like with the countdown to 20th of July, just the injuries were just, they were just too tight in terms of turning them around. Um, we're talking about Aoife Mannion, really, and Megan Connolly, or Megan, um, Campbell. They're the two, I suppose, who were really struggling for fitness and, um, just, just didn't, just didn't have the time really to, to make it into the final 23. So, yeah, we'll know officially, I suppose, later on this morning. Um, but it's unfortunate for the two of those players. They're two huge blows, aren't they? I mean, of course, as you say, they were struggling for fitness, Aoife, with, with Manchester United and uh, Megan Campbell with Liverpool towards the end of the season. And yet, still, there was always the hope, I guess, that they'd, that they'd be fit to make it. But um, they are two massive absentees. Yeah, and, and I suppose the, the temptation is to keep them in and then just, just, just keep it all the way up till, I think they have up to the 19th, up to the eve of the tournament, um, for them to prove their fitness. But, you know, bear in mind, we're playing Australia, we're playing against Sam Kerr, who's probably the best striker in the world. They're both defenders, particularly Eva Mannion. She's had a history of knee injuries, unfortunately. Just come out of a knee brace, I think, yesterday. And, you know, the idea of her trying to regain her fitness in the next three weeks and keep up with Sam Kerr, just really, when you know, when you think think about it in just in practical sense, this was never really going to happen. So um, I think it's best just to call it now. And that's what they've done. And we, thankfully, it's one area we have an abundance of options. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate because Aoife started to declare quite late in terms of, you know, the, 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 the cycle here. She came in in February really well in Marbella and looked a big addition um, but once we saw her in that brace I think it was the second last WSL game of the year um, she was on the pitch you know that was that was really sending alarm bells so uh, Vera had seemed quite positive about her potentially making it it was going to be a really tight call um, but just these things, you know, it's, 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 it's just, you just can't really, you know, you can't really take the, the chance in it. And she is so, and I think our contract at Man United is out, out as a lapse. So there's other different factors as well. Does she go? Does she go? Like, does she go with a free agent? Are the negotiations of a club going on at the moment? Whereby given our history, she's risking, you know, aggravating that injury. Um, I suppose we'll find out a bit more information today, but, um, uh, just I know Vera was quite eager to to make the call quite early earlier than even she had to do so, and um, I believe Eva is in England at the moment, just getting treatment on on that injury. Leanne Kiernan's expected absence—that's huge. Um, and, and I guess you saw her in the in the recent game as well, where she 
maybe didn't look uh, to her be- at, her, at her best and we were discussing this morning maybe her relative lack of goal scoring at international level certainly with Ireland um, and even Kathleen McNamee was, was kind of saying, saying to us this morning she's never really been a player that, that Vera Powell has, has took a shine to massively no, it's just 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 an ankle injury. It's just it's it's severe. It's coming back, and you're in a department there where you're sort of sort of in the air. Where you know, Sergio Noonan played last week. Abby Larkin's there as well. I think Abby's got the nod. So um, yeah, it was it was going to be a marginal one. You know, we were with the Liverpool players. It was it was Neil Fahey and Leanne who are coming back quite late in the season, very very late in the season. So. Um, Leanne just hasn't just hasn't made it. She just she just can't can't really rely on her in terms of delivering her full potential. So um again, tight calls and there's a lot of tight calls in the squad and um just people disappointed and you know, I believe there was there was a lot of emotion there yesterday when the calls were made out in U C D and um Leanne, yeah, just just hopefully, you know, she's quite young. There will be other opportunities, there will be other uh, other tournaments in the future. I should be back a full settle for. She's a player who deserves a break at some point or another. Uh, John, just in terms of who might start, and I know we're sort of forward, forwarding on a little bit, but Leanne Kiernan, um, obviously with the start of the Zambia game, has started plenty of games uh, previously. Does this move Amber Barrett from a position of where we were debating a couple of weeks ago as to whether she's going to be in the squad? Does this move her into the first eleven? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think even Amber was engaged in that debate herself given her lack of club action in Germany, but she's moved on now to Belgium. So she's really put herself in the frame, you know, given the Zambia contribution last week. Like, she already had credit in the bank, you know, with Hampden Park, but she's, I think she's in a great position now, you know, for Australia. Um, You know, there's a few other contenders there, but Amber has always delivered. You know, she's she's been around a long time, different managers, Vera Bell, Colin Bell, um, never, really, never really let us down. Um, so she sort of had to see off the competition because it was coming from every angle. Um, but last week when she was needed, you know, she produced the goods. So, um, I think she's, she's in a, she's in a great position, you know, as it stands to, 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 to lead that forward line. Some of the other absentees, Jamie Finn, uh, being, being one of them, um, John, that seems to be uh, another relative shock given her inclusion, certainly for, for many of the games in the qualification. Um, and, and like she started the campaign against Sweden, as, you're, as you reported yourself, and, and finished it against Scotland. And you also mentioned her versatility as well. And, and maybe that's another reason why she is in a, an unexpected absence, I guess. Yeah, she's the big one, I think, really. Um, now, like, when you look back, like, the two home base players who would have been sort of favourites of Vera would have been Anya Gorman and, and Jamie. And what they had in common was both of them worked as personal fitness trainers, you know, in their full time jobs. So they had a level of stamina and endurance that really Vera relied on. And she she was really the, one of the go-to players in the campaign. Now, towards the latter stage, she would have drifted a bit. But she was to the point, I think, where they left her out, I think, of the game against Georgia because of fear and suspension. She was that important. Um, I suppose she's been a bit of a victim of the influx of new players. Um, she sort of was on the margins, but I did not expect her really to be cut from 23 because... She's got a great engine. She can play as a holding midfielder. She can play right wing back. Um, but you know they've just gone for different players uh, in that position. Um, 
which has been quite a surprise and and I, I understand she was she was quite distraught yesterday when it was informed. Yeah, when we look at the like Jamie Finn, Harriet Scott, and we believe uh, there'll be a, a keeper added to that three. That's possibly going to make up the extra three, and uh, we could debate the uh, merits or demerits of having four keepers in that uh, extended squad. But uh, regardless, like there's a few sort of 50-50 calls in terms of some of the names that we expect now to be included. Um, Kira Grant possibly might be one of those that will benefit from the Mannion exclusion. Ruisha Littlejohn was somebody who, despite being so dependable over the last couple of years, was maybe in that debate as well. Who do you think, who do you place in the uh, waking up this morning in the I can't believe I'm in category? Yeah, I think both of those, Kira and and Ruscher, I think are okay. Same with Liliag. Um, so they were players, Ruscher and Liliag, who would have had injuries towards the end of the latter stage of the season, but they're in. Um, and the way Vera plays is basically with a back five and sort of two two screeners in front of them, and they would be major contenders to sit in that role. Kira Grant, likewise. Um, she can she can play there, and she's been a loyal servant. She's always turned up. She hasn't been quite, you know, prominent in terms of playing minutes, but has always been there. And she's an option. Um, so I'd say there's a few of them, you know, who are breathing a sigh of relief that they probably thought they were borderline, um, but have got in. Um, I suppose on the you know we're talking a lot about the ones who have been left out, but I believe one of the winners in this is Izzy Atkinson. Um, who came in last week in place of um, Megan Campbell. Uh, you heard that story about Megan Campbell relinquishing her room in UCD uh, for Izzy to come in, who wouldn't have been in the initial squad, but she's in, taking her chance. And I know Vera sort of judges on what she sees before her eyes and uh, has has given Izzy the nod. So, you know, fair play to her. That's that's that's, that's really a, a seismic sort of elevation from the margins. Another one of the winners, and you've mentioned her already, is, is Abby Larkin, 18 years of age. What like what an achievement this is. Everyone in Ringsend and Shelburne will be uh, buzzing for her. And I remember reading an interview with, with her parents, Ethel and Robert, recently, where she where they spoke about having to sign her out of school You know when she made a full international debut at 16. Um, so for people like Abby today, I mean, this is just a career highlight, isn't it? An extraordinary achievement, and great to see a home-based player as well being included. Yeah, like when you look, she's 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 sort of shaded players who were based in in England, you know, and um, I don't think we'll see much of, you know, I don't think she'll be here much longer, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's plenty of clubs that are in for her at the moment, so with the transfer window opening, I think Abby will be on the move. Um, but she has that, she has that pace, you know, that that, that can stretch defenses. Um, so maybe not as a starter, but someone who can come on and give different options and be versatile. Um so uh yeah, again you talk about the winner the winner's category. Um Abby's in there and uh deservedly so. What was the crack in Knocknahini last night? In uh with Denise, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, myself and Dylan from the Echo uh went up to Knocknahini to see the farewell and you know, at a time of football, I suppose, is being dragged through the mud in terms of sports washing and, you know, all the things that are going on. It would really warm your heart to what you saw last night. She's the ultimate sort of working class hero who sort of come really from the school of hard knocks. And the, the, the send off she got was incredible. And um, you had a, you had a, a huge turnout. And as, you know, some of her family said, like, Denise has never forgotten where she came from. And, uh, you know, we know about Roy Keane's Mayfield's roots, but, Denise equally in the north side of Cork 
is the uh, is the female equivalent, and um, she's one of the last players into the into the camp due to her commitments in, in you know in North Carolina Courage, where she's captain. Um, but she's going to be a big big player for us, and uh, it's probably long overdue that she's playing on this stage because she really is, you know, or I suppose along with Katie, she is our, our world class player. So um, it was great to see her, and um, she was in great form. I should mention, I mentioned uh, Shelburne, of course, uh, for Abby Larkin's origins. She is, of course, with Shamrock Rovers now, so I'd be killed if I didn't mention them as well. Um, Adrian pushed, uh, touched on it there, John, the, the, the goalkeeper situation. like So three goalkeepers expected to be included, and then one further um, as one of these three additional non-playing members. Uh, was this expected that, that Vera might opt for four keepers, essentially? Yeah, that, I think that was the end. That was from the soundbite last week. I think the goalkeeping coach, um, uh, Jan, I think he likes to work with four, four goalkeepers. Right. Um, so, you know, like three standby, we call them standby players. They're not really like the, they're only coming in in terms of a sort of a medical emergency. So they're really training players. Um, seems a bit odd to me now, I have to say. I had four goalkeepers, you know, whatever about losing one goalkeeper to a red card or an injury, you're not going to need two, you know, three more. Um, so quite, I think I think it's quite a strange move, but yeah, that that's what they'd seem to have gone for. And uh, I think so, Sophie Whitehouse might be the you know the, the fourth one there. So, um, but I think it's more given the sort of the long lead in what you have. It's more in terms of preparation than you know training games. Uh, briefly, John, before we let you go, we should mention that, that just we mentioned it before you came on, but Dan McDonald writing on the Irish Independent this morning um, about Stephen Kenny saying he will get the chance to bring the Republic of Ireland into September's crunch qualifiers against uh, the French and the Dutch. So, of course, there was that regular monthly meeting of the FAI board uh, that took place last night. Um, and, of course, his future was one of the topics on the agenda. But uh, this perhaps no surprise that, that Stephen Kenny will get the chance, but uh, I guess it puts puts his mind at ease. Yeah, I, I I was on different topics last night, but I heard the, the board meeting dragged on quite long. Um, but not a surprise. Um, I think had Gibraltar maybe gone a bit sour, we could be looking at a different conversation mm-hmm. this week. But yeah, that seems to be the case. It's going to roll on to September, uh, maybe with some contingency in place, um, should the worst happen there. So really not a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. John, great stuff as always. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.